Thanks for listening to the Tower Hill Church Podcast. Our prayer is that today's message will challenge and inspire you to pursue Jesus and to love people to life. We're starting a series, Gone Fishing. I know that's a southern way to put it, Gone Fishing. But that's what we're going to talk about. You know, thank you, Pastor Shane. Uh, these, uh, just so you know, these don't have hooks on them, okay? And no, and no weight either, okay? But, you know, as we think about this, it, a lot, there, there's fishing is something that correlates with us winning souls. What did Jesus, do, what did Jesus say when he came? He said, I wanna, I'll make you what? Fishers of what? Men. And uh, my, I guess my question is, how are we doing with that? How are we doing with that? You know, over here, I've got all kinds of uh, tools and, that I call tackle. I got these things here, just so you know, these are very spiritual. These are worm Bibles. Now you say, well, what's a worm Bible? Well, let me, let me just show you about. It's got all kinds of different baits of worms, plastic worms, all through there. And uh, it's like first, uh, first uh, you just look up the scripture you want and pull it out. And, and you begin to fish with it. But I, so I have three worm Bibles that I refer to. And then my tackle box has all, this is all hooks and baits up here. Uh, in here, I have stuff that catches fishermen, that doesn't catch fish. Uh, I have all kinds of different lures. In here, we have some spinning baits. We have just all this good stuff. And, that, and this is the thing. How many of God wants us to be fishing today? Fishing for people, not for just fishing. You know, I, I heard of this story a, a few years ago. And it was about this old man. He, the game wardens heard of this helm and tracked him down. And he was, he was catching more fish than anybody else. Nobody was catching fish, and he was just catching fish. So the game wardens said, hey, let's go undercover. Let's get to know this guy. Maybe he'll invite us to go fishing with him. So they did that. And sure enough, the old man, he liked the guys, everything. He didn't know they were game wardens. And he said, he said yeah, he invited one of them to go fishing with him. He said, meet me at the dock and next, on Saturday at 7 o'clock. We'll head out and go fishing. And so the game warden came in plain clothes, got ready to go fishing, met at 7 o'clock in the morning. They launched the boat, and they, so they took off. But the, the game warden noticed in the boat there was no rods, no rod and reels, nothing to fish with. All there was was a landing net. And so they got out a little ways, and the old man stopped and says, this is my favorite place to fish. So he dropped the anchor down. As he dropped the anchor down, all of a sudden, he just as quick, he grabbed a bag, and there he took out an M80. Anybody know what? You guys know what an M80 is? He lit it and threw it in the water, and all of a sudden, it just boof, and the fish started floating up to the top because they were stunned. And the game warden says, you can't do that. You can't do that. And just that quick, the old man took two more M80s, lit both of them, and put one in the hand of the game warden and said, are you going to talk or are you going to fish? You know, see, every fisherman has a different technique, their favorite technique that they like. And I'll just show you real quick. Uh, this is all tangled up with this one. That's what you got. They're like jumper cables. They get tangled up on each other sometimes. But this, uh, this is kind of my, my go-to that I like. And this is called a wacky rig. A wacky rig. Now, doesn't that look crazy? Would you, would you bite that? But see, I, I, I think, uh, no, it's, I know exactly where that went. It went right down the center of the aisle. 
just like that. But see, I have different techniques that I like. And you know, you got to, whoa, right there at you. No hook. But see, that, that's the thing. You, the, I had to learn how to, to, my technique that I learned. I didn't know how to do it a few years ago. And basically what I like to do is just throw it out there like that and let it hit the water. And Carl hits it. Let it hit the water and I'll, let, I'll just let it sink for a while. And then I just kind of do like this a little bit, jig it a little bit, and just bring it on in and fish wind up catching it. Now, uh, why are you saying all this? Because there's a lot of things that correlate with fishing that correlates with winning people. I mean, now, if they're not hitting this color wacky rig, I'll change it into a different color. And, and if that, not that, I'll change it to a different lure. I know we got some fishermen in this place that does a great job that catch fish. But, and let me just show you real quick, just not bragging or anything, but let me just show you a couple of fish. Okay, so that's, that's, that's one. That's, that's a, I caught that one just before, just after I caught the next one, I think. No, that was a different day. I caught that one. Okay, that's a little small mouth. And that, that was a nice one there. So, so now I got different, different rigs. Anybody know what this is? What do they use it for? Yeah, but you know what it really is? It's the 14th club in my bag. I tell you what, every time I've gone to Florida, every golf course I played on, I caught fish in. Bass. With this. With this. This little rod. You think it's a toy, right? No, that's, this is it. That's all you got. And I've caught fish on every time I've gone to a golf course. But as we talk about this, like I said, we all have our different techniques. The, and the, see, the technique we have here at Tower Hill Church is loving people to life. That's what it's all about, loving people to life. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that, but I, I, I just want to talk. We're correlating these things here. And see, the process of loving others who have been broken by sin, those who are far from God can see, I want them to be able to see God through us, the church. And I want us not just to be able to see God, but also hear God through you and I as we speak to them. See, God has called us to go fishing. Everybody in this room, nobody in this room can say, I'm not called to witness. I'm not called to share my faith. Everybody is called to share your faith. Everyone is. Everyone is called to be a fisherman. See, think about this. You can have all the fishing gear you ha- want, but if you don't go fishing, how, what do you know? You're not a fisherman, are you? We can all say we're believers in Christ and we love Christ, but if we're not doing what Christ has told us to do, then we're not really being disciples. Because what God has called us to do is not just to abide until he comes. He says that we are to go and share the gospel with everybody that we can. Amen, church? Are you with me this morning? See, if you're going to really be, call yourself a fisherman, you should be catching fish. If you call yourself a believer, you should be winning souls. Oh, it's got quiet in here. <laughs> See, when I go fishing, I expect to catch something. I really do. I don't just go, I don't, when I put my boat in the water, I don't, I don't say, well, I wonder if I'm going to catch something. I, I go expecting to catch something. I really do. And church, we got, we, if we are called to be fishermen and we're called to be his disciples, here's the thing. We should be catching fish. 
Amen? Or man. Say, just as I, I, I this whole thing of uh, expecting to catch fish, Jesus uses, uses fishermen to catch others. So the question is here for us right now, are you, are you fishing or just dressing the part of a fisherman? Are you fishing or are you just dressing the part? Think about that for a moment. See, God, as I said, God, we are called to be fishers of men. The question is, we have to ask ourselves, am I fishing? Look what Jesus says, and this is, I, I kind of referred to this in just a few moments ago. In Mark chapter 1, verse 17 through 19, it says, Jesus called out them, speaking of a couple of the disciples, come and follow me and I will show, uh, show you how to fish for men, people. And he left, they left their nets and followed him. A little further down the, road, uh, the shore, Jesus saw Zebedee, the son, sons of Zebedee, James and John, in their boat. And he said the same thing, come follow me and I'll teach you how to catch men. See, when you got saved, and I got saved, our thing was we were to go out and multiply. We were to go out and bring others in. How many of the worlds are not running into the church today? The church needs to go out there and bring them, amen, and love them and win them into the kingdom. As a believer in Christ, we are all called to fish for men. God has given, me, given you and me everything we need to fish with. He's given us everything we need to fish with. You, uh, you say, well, I don't know the Bible that well. Hey, did you get saved? Have you, has God changed your life? You have a story to tell that can touch other people's lives that nobody else can tell. Your, the story of how God has changed your life is one of the most powerful things you can have to share with people. See, we're told in Matthew, you guys know these verses of Scripture. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Who's supposed to be doing that? Us, the church. It's not just the pastor. I, I, I witness. But I'm, not just me, but everybody is called to be a witness for Christ. Everyone. So with that understanding, see, the question was, are you fishing? See, church, we are in this world. What are we in this world for? To fish. I know I shouldn't. I, we're actually in this world, not just but when I say I'm talking about fishing for men. We're, we're in this world to fish. That's why Christ left us here. He said that he would, that none would perish, but all would come through repentance. And he, that, that is given to you and I as the church to do. See, look what, look what Jesus prays for us in John 17. Starting with verse 14, he says, he says I gave them your word, and the world hate, hated them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. But look what he says. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Now, a lot of times, if you're not careful, people will take that, that part, I keep them safe. In other words, we can't have anything to do with the world. How many of the world is where we're supposed to go to? To those hurting outside, those who are broken, those who have been beat up and busted up and by sin in their lives. We're to go to, and touch their lives. Amen? Now, you know, I know I'm going to take this. Uh, Paul's talking in Corinthians about a situation about people outside the church and people in the church. And I just thought this was so good because Paul, he went to the world around him to fish. 
I mean, he got, he got beat up. We know that. He got stoned, many things. But he went to where the people were to touch their lives. Now, look what he says to the church in, in Corinthians. This is 1 Corinthians. He, says, he said, but I wasn't talking about unbelievers who indulge in sexual sin or are greedy or cheap people or worship idols. You would have to leave this world to avoid people like that. He says, I meant you are to, not to associate with anyone who claims to be a believer, yet indulges in sexual sin or in greed or worship of idols or, or in abusive, abusive or, or that is abusive or is a drunkard or cheats people. Don't even eat with such a people. He says, it is... It isn't my responsibility to judge outside, but certainly you may take, we have the responsibility to judge those inside the church who are sinning. God will judge those outside the church, but the scripture says you must remove the evil person from among you. See, the thing about it is what I want to point out here is the world's going to be the world. And we're in this world, but we don't have to act like the world. But that doesn't mean we use that to isolate ourselves from going fishing. Because sometimes we feel like we're so spiritual that we don't want to be, oh, I, I, I can't be contaminated by the world. Well, who do you serve? You don't have to be contaminated by the world. You make the right choice, and you, 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 you use it, and you go fish for people. Amen. You know, first time, I, back years ago when I was in Florida, I was real, at one time, very staunch and very rigid about things. And I had a friend of mine ask me to go to go with him to a, a, a bar where a guy was performing that he'd been witnessing to. And I said, no, I can't go. I, I'm not going to a bar. Won't do that. He said, Gary, what, why? He said, we're going there not to drink. We're going there to talk to this guy. And I said, well, I, I'm just not going to go. I, I don't think it's right. And you know what? I finally, he, he kept talking with me. I went. And what a, what a tremendous evening that was to be able to just talk. And this guy was hungry for God. But I was so religious at that point in time. I, w- I said, no, I'm not, I'm not going. I, know I don't want to go because I said, oh, I'm shunning all the appearances of evil. I- I'm going to do that. But you know what? If somebody needs Jesus, if they're, in a, if they're somewhere, you need, wherever they're at, you need to go and find them. Amen? He, but see, we can't judge those outside the church. We are to show the out, those outside the church. We need to show them the love of God. We need to show them mercy. We need to show them kindness. And you know what? The thing about it is with, with fishing, you know, at, at, fishing is fishing. You might use different lures at different times, but it's still fishing. And here's the idea. The Word of God does not change, does it? I mean, techniques and different things, the way people deliver things and stuff might change. But the Word of God is the same. And how many know you as a child of God should walk in who you are and be the person that God has called you to be and be able to fish freely to see people wanting to the kingdom of God? You know, a lot of times we think it has to be done only one way. Isn't it true? I mean, there, sometimes the fish don't hit this wacky rig. So sometimes I have, to, I have to pull out another lure. And this is another one I really like. I don't know how they got these all up here, all tangled. You know, have you ever, I heard a guy say one time, it's like jumper cables. You know, you can send them in a separate box to Georgia, and when they get there, they'd be tangled up. <laughs> but sometimes I like using the frog. The frog is pretty good, but I can actually, I can actually take it and cross the top of the water, and the little feet paddle behind it. So, I mean, so, and fish love this little thing. I mean, they really do. Don't they, Carl? 
<laughs> Making you hungry. But, but see, that's, that's the top water one I use. But see, the, but the word stays the same. I'm still fishing. I may have different equipment, but you know what? We're still fishing. You know? And so you've got to be willing to step out. And I've got to be willing to step out of our comfort zone. Oh, that's okay. They, they, trust me, they've been worse than that. But, but we, need to, we need to realize we are put in this world to be fishermen. We're not just left here to abide here until we get raptured one day and go up through Christ or we die a physical death. We're here to do the work of the kingdom of God. Amen, church? Can I tell you this? You can't catch fish on dry ground. No, you can't catch fish on dry ground. Now think about this. People say, well, we have to be willing to, like I say, be willing to go. And many times we miss it out on catching fish because we are afraid of what others may think or we might be getting polluted by the world. But look at the Luke. Luke says in verse 14, 23, the master said to his servant, go into highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be full. He said, go out to the herding. Go out to those uh, and bring them in. Is that a mandate to the church or not? Yeah. How are we doing with that? How are we doing with that, bringing them in? See, Jesus was willing to go where the fish were. Remember the story in uh, John chapter 4, the Samaritan woman at the well? One scripture says that he said he needed to go or almost had to go through Samaria. He felt a call to go to Samaria and as he's going to, this, to Galilee. As he was stopped there, the woman came out and he offered her living water. Next thing you know, she goes in and tells this whole town what's happened. And she, that was one of the great evangelists in the New Testament. I mean, she brought people back and the, um, the town got saved. But think about that for a minute. Jesus went to her. The Samaritans were half Jews. They were, they were actually hated by the Jewish people. And Jesus said, I must go through Samaria because there was a woman who needed, there was a town that needed Jesus, that needed a savior. He went fishing in Samaria. The other one, I, I mean, they don't, there's not a lot of detail about it, but Mary Magdalene, think about her. She, that's a woman that Jesus cast out seven demons from. And now what, what is, where's she at in scripture? She is now what? Loving Jesus, caring for him, you know, awesome stuff. But see, he was willing to touch people that were, how about the, in Mark chapter four or five, you see the, the demon possessed man. I mean, he, this man was demon possessed. They couldn't bind him with ropes or chains or anything. But when Jesus came, it says when they came back, some of the disciples came back, that this man who was demon possessed was sitting there fully clothed and what? In his right mind. See, Jesus went to where people were hurting. Think about this. Jesus heals the ten, uh, ten from leprosy. Only one of them came back and thanked him, but he healed all ten of them. He was willing to touch those who were untouchable because when you had leprosy, you were unclean. You were not able to enter in, into town. You lived separately. And now here Jesus ministers to people who are, have leprosy in, in their life. Then Jesus heals, the bo- a, a, heals a demon-possessed boy. And you find that in Luke 9. You find the story there where the father had brought, the, uh, brought his son to the disciples and asked the disciples, and they couldn't cast it out. And Jesus kind of rebukes his disciples and then talks and this heals this little boy that's demon-possessed who has thrown himself on a fire, who is cutting himself, going into convulsions, everything. And so here, you, I want you to see 
that Jesus was willing to go. And many, many other stories I could tell you about in Scripture. Go and look where he went and touched people that were unclean. He did things on the, on the Sabbath that was forbidden by the religious leaders of that day. You know what he was doing? He was fishing. He was fishing. See, if you're going to fish, get your line in the water. Amen? Get your line in the water. We can't fish on dry land, and we have to cast our line out into the water where the fish are. Jesus even sent the 72 out. Remember that in Luke chapter 10, verse 1? It talks about the Lord had chosen 72 other disciples and sent them ahead of uh, ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. And it says in verse 2, and there, there his, instru- his instructions to them. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray the Lord who, will in, who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into the field. And he said, go and remember that I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. He knew it wasn't going to be easy. Right. He knew that he was going, they were going to run into opposition. But he, sa- he said, I want you to go. And that same to, to go today, I, that still stands in the, in, for, the, uh, for the Great Commission. Go into all the world. We are, we are to go and fish for those who are lost, those who are hurting, and those who are broken by sin. Now, see, church, are you fishing? Are you fishing? We, we, we need to remember something here this morning, though. Wherever you work at, your friends you hang out with, the school you may go to, the college you may go to, whatever you're doing, wherever God has placed you, understand that's your place to fish. If you, some of us, if we quit looking at our jobs and say, oh, I just hate the people around me and stuff, why not go fishing? Why not be pouring love out on them? When, they, when they're nasty and you don't want, they don't want you to say, oh, pray for them. You can't hate somebody you pray for. Amen? So think about this, church, for a moment. Wherever God has placed you is your mission field. The people that God puts around you, that's your mission field. The people you hang out with that don't know Christ, that you built relationships, that's your mission field. I don't build a friendship just to win them to Christ. I want to build a friendship that I can know them, and I can lead them to Christ, and one day we'll spend eternity together. See, if you're not fishing, what's stopping you? What's stopping you from fishing? You know what? Usually it's what... That people are afraid of fish because they're afraid of what people will think about them. That's the biggie. Well, what are people going to think? What if they ask me a question I don't know how to answer? Just tell them, hey, I don't know the answer, but you know what? I'll, I'll look into it and I'll try to find it for you. But you know what? Don't get it. You're not there to get an argument. You're there to share the love of Christ. You're there to share your story. Every time I've ever shared my story to the law of somebody that's lost, you know what? They can't refute it because they've never experienced that. But they can try to refute Scripture because some are trained that way. But listen, what's stopping you from fishing? What's stopping you from going out and being a witness for Christ? See, some of these people, that we dress like we're fishermen, but we really have never caught anything. We've never even got our lines in the water. We're just, oh, I'm saved. We're going to heaven. But what about the people that's going to hell? Do, are we concerned about them? See, 
There's a couple of things. You, uh, to be a fisherman, fisher of men, some things we need to do. It's this. Number one, you need to have a relationship with Jesus. Amen? You need to have a relationship with Jesus because when Jesus comes into your life, he changes things. And then you need to, you need to, have, a, you need to have a heart for the lost. When you think about your lost loved ones, is your heart broken over them? When you think about some, your, your loved ones that don't know Christ, and they may wind up in hell one day, are you concerned about that? You've got to have a heart for the lost. If you don't have a heart for the lost, you need to pray and ask God to change your heart. Because that's what it's all about. Amen? Then what you need to do, the next thing is this. Because you're, I know some, most people are afraid of what people's going to think about them. You need to take authority over the fears in your life. God did not give you a spirit of fear, but of love and peace and a sound mind. Amen? So don't let fear stop you any longer. Don't let fear stand in the way. God opens the door for you to share your story. Share your story. The next step is this, to step out in faith and start fishing. You know, if, if I just picked this up and I went out on my boat and I sat there, but I never put it in the water, what am I going to catch? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. But it's when I cast it out. And I begin to expect. And all God is saying to you, he wants you to cast your story. He wants you to cast your story. Not somebody else's story. See, I can't tell, I can tell them my fish stories, but I can't tell somebody else's. Unless they went with me and they caught nothing. <laughs> uh, that was free, by the way. You have to, you got to step out by faith and start fishing. And then you need to let the Holy Spirit empower you with boldness. If you're a believer in Christ this morning, you have, you have been, you've received, when you got saved, you received the Holy Spirit in you. But I want to tell you, we still believe that there's a baptism in the Holy Spirit. A baptism in the Holy Spirit that when the Spirit of God comes upon you, he says he would give you boldness, a power to be a witness. Look what it says in Acts 1.8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And what does he say? You will be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Church, that's us that he wants to empower. He wants to give you boldness to be able to, to do the work that he's called us to do. You know, witnessing and loving people and seeing people come to know the Christ, it's not easy work. But God has called us to do it. Amen? Think about this. He, the Word says that He has given you and I the message of reconciliation. That's been given to us. Now, my question is, go back to this. Are you fishing? Or are you just looking like a fisherman? Are you using the gifts and the things that God has placed in your life to win others? Are you telling your story as often as you can? Just keep throwing the line out and telling others about how God's changed your life. Maybe, maybe you've been afraid. Maybe you've been like, 
I don't know, I can't do this. In yourself, you can't. But with God's help, you can. Thanks for listening to the Tower Hill Church Podcast. Our prayer is that this message encouraged and inspired you in your journey with Christ. For more information, you can visit our website at th.church or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TowerHillNH. To give online, you can go to th.church/giving. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.